Giants Part C. <laughs> Today, uh, well, this hour, <laughs> we're talking about the Stone and Storm Giants. Because we've already covered the other ones. This is starting on page 152 of the Monster Manual. Uh, and that's going to leave us off. Yeah, I am. There you are. Oh, we... Oh. Oh. Stone giants are <laughs> quiet and peaceful as long as they are left alone. They grant their granite gray skin, gaunt features, and black sunken eyes endow stone giants with a stern countenance. They are private creatures hiding their lives in art away from the world. Secluded caves are the homes of the stone giants. Cavern networks uh, are their towns, rocky tunnels their roads, and underground streams their waterways. Isolated mountain ranges are their continents, and the vast spans of land between seas and an ocean that the stone giants only rarely cross. In their dark, quiet caves, stone giants wordlessly chip away at elaborate carvings measuring time in the echoing drips of water in a cavern's pool. In the deepest chambers of the stone giant settlements, far from the chittering of bats or the patrols paced out by the giant cave bear companions, only holy places where silence and darkness are complete. Our holy places where silence and darkness are complete. Stone takes on its most sacred quality in these cavern cathedrals. Their buttresses and columns carved with a beauty that shames the legendary stone craft of the dwarves. Because fuck dwarves. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Among stone giants, artistry ranks as the greatest virtue. They create intricate murals, painting, paint sprawling murals across cavern walls, and indulge in a wide variety of other artistic disciplines. They esteem stone carving as the greatest of skills. Stone giants strive to draw shapes out of raw stone, which they believe reveal meaning inspired by their god, Scoreus Stonebones. The giants appoint the... Scoreus Stonebones. The giants appoint the tribe Scoreus Stonebones. Stonebones. I hear your words, but what do they mean? It's a name that was made up. That's what it means. The giants appoint the tribe's best carvers of their leaders, shamans, and prophets. The holy hands of such giants become the hands of the gods as they work. <laughs> despite their great size and musculature, musculature, despite their great size and musculature, stone giants are lithe and graceful. Skilled rock throwers are granted positions of high ranks in the giants' ordining, testing and demonstrating their ability to hurl and catch enormous boulders. Such giants take the front ranks when a tribe has cause to defend. Uh, its home or attack its enemies. However, even in combat, artistry is key. A stone giant hurling a rock performs not just a feat of brute strength, but also one of stunning athleticism and poise. Stone giants view the world outside their underground homes as a realm of dreams where nothing is truly real or unreal. Where nothing is entirely true or real. They behave <laughs> in the surface world the way humanoids might behave in their own dreams, making little account for their actions and never truly understanding what they see or hear. A promise made above ground not need not be kept. Insulting, insulting, god damn. Insults can be made without apology. Killing prey or sentient beings is no cause of guilt in the dreaming world beneath the sky. Stone giants lacking in athletic grace or artistic ability dwell on the fringes of their society, serving as the tribe's outlying guardians of the far-wandering hunters. When trespassers stray too far into the mountain territory of the stone giant clan, these guardians greet them with hurled rocks and showers of splintered stone. Survivors of such encounters spread tales of stone giant's violence, never realize how little those brutes dwelling in the unreal dreaming world resemble their quiet and artistic kin. So they're art nerds. 
violent art nerds. Violent art nerds, but art nerds nonetheless. I just want, I want, yeah. if you, I want like a party to be just casually walking through the forest or past the hill and just raining boulders. <laughs> it's raining boulders. Rock oh, fuck ball, everybody, everybody dies. dies. Yeah, and the <laughs> giants are the ones who threw them. I think a weird NPC to make out of this would be a like artist stone giant who's traveling around carrying all of his work and opening up his own exhibit. He's a graffiti artist. I do graffiti artist or like sculptor. I would say graffiti artist because they just like take big slabs of boulders and you'll just see like. These weird tagged, uh, like, it looks almost like, like Thieves Can't. Yeah. Like, what does it mean? Like, no, giant. it's his tag. <laughs> That's his name. Skeador. Crunch. Crunch. Uh, no, uh, it is Scoreus Stonebones. No, that's their god. That'd be weird. Um, so, stone giants are huge giant neutral. They have an armor class of 17, which is their natural armor. They have a hit points of 126 or 11d12 plus 55. Math. Uh, they have a speed of 40 because they can haul ass in their athletic. Uh, they have a strength of 23 plus 6, a dex of 15 plus 2, a con of 20 plus 5, an intelligence of 10 plus 0, a wisdom of 12 plus 1, and a charisma of 9 minus 1. They have a plus 5 to dex, a plus 8 to con, and a plus 4 to wisdom saving throws. They have a plus 12 to athletics and a plus 4 to perception. They get dark vision because they live on the ground of 60 feet and a passive perception of 14. They only know giant. Their challenge rating is a 7, and they are 2,900 XP each. They have stones camouflage, meaning as long as they have, um, as long as they're in a rocky terrain, they have advantage on hiding. <laughs> don't move. Don't, don't be suspicious. To, don't be suspicious. Um, um, is that rock singing? <laughs> no. Yeah. The giant makes two great club attacks as an action. Uh, they are melee weapons with a plus 9 to hit, a reach of 15 feet, and one target. They do 19 damage or 3d8 plus 6 bludgeoning damage. A ranged weapon attack is a rock, as they all have. Um, oh. If you want to know what a stone giant throws, it throws stones that are carved on art. Yeah, it's, it's artistic stones. I basic want, bitch stones here. I want every rock thrown by a rock giant to have like a live, laugh, love written on it in rock. <laughs> like Maybe it was their door of stone and they're just like, ha <laughs> ha. It's how they spread their propaganda. They don't do like written flyers. They 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 throw just throw rocks, rocks written with their message. You hear like a loud thunk outside your cave, and like, oh, it's a message from Brenda. And they go over and it's just like dinner Tuesday. You know, and you hear several pellets hit the door. Oh, mail's here. <laughs> yep. Um, one of the things that they can do that's different from the others is rock catching. If a rock or smaller object... <laughs> They're the is only ones who can catch rocks. Not the only ones. The others, not a capable. <laughs> only throwing. And this is a reaction, so they get to do this at once per turn. Oh, if a rock or smaller object is hurled at the giant, the giant can't, with a successful DC-10 dexterity saving throw, which is low, catch the missile and take no bludgeoning damage from it. A rock or smaller object. So, how big are boulders? Big. Well, like, because then I'd be like, is that, can we throw a half length? You could, and it could Can't catch it. And then it would just go, <laughs> like a tube of toothpaste. Or, you're thinking if it's your enemy, I'm thinking if you have a giant ally. And it's just like, oh. toss the gnome! <laughs> I feel like it could just use rock as a throw for a gnome. Could, I could just see it like a gnome is ready with like little crossbows and throw it. Yep. So daggers as it flies through the air. Yes. 
So, for this magic item for the stone giant, it is called the stone giant's dream because dream. reality is alive. It's a weapon. It can be a club, a great club, mace, maul, morning star, a or war hammer. And it's considered uncommon. This solid stone weapon has immense weight and heft. Intricate carvings spiral around its entire length, describing the dangers of the dreaming world beneath the sky. While wielding this weapon, you can use a bonus action to convince a creature within 30 feet of you that it is in a waking dream where its actions have no consequences. The creature must make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you for one minute. At the start of each of its turn, the creature charmed by you has a 50% chance of using its movement and action to attack one or more of its allies instead of the enemy. This chance rises to 75 if one of its allies has wronged or angered it in the last seven days. The creature can repeat the saving throw if it takes damage from any source other than this weapon, ending the effect of the successful save. Wow. Oh. The weapon can produce this effect every 24 hours. That's a pretty nice recharge rate. That is. Up to eight hours. So... I see that as a kind of a funny encounter to have with, like, a rogue who's been a real dick lately. Yeah. Who's wronged the player or a bard, yeah, who's had sex with another player's love interest or something. Who just fucking everything. Everything (laughs) with a pulse, hopefully with a pulse. Um, So, (laughs) otherwise, necrophilia. Uh, So, with that. call that (laughs) (laughs) multi-costume. I'm a necromancer now. Necromancer. Ah, I hate myself. Uh, so with that, uh, the creature charmed. That's pretty fun to attack their enemies. Um, let's see. If you wronged them in the last week. Like, I could just see as the DM thinking, oh, yeah. I remember when you did some real petty shit. Let's see how this plays out. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, but if you're the bestest friends at the party, it probably won't have an effect. That's but never the case. There's always one guy. There's always one asshole. Who's either not paying attention or wants to be that guy. That guy, TM. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Finish this storm giant off, and then we'll get to the other stuff. Uh, finally, from Monster Man, we have the storm giant. Storm giants are contemplative seers that live in places far removed from mortal civilization. Most have pale purple-gray skin and hair and glittering emerald eyes. Some rare storm giants are violet skin with deep violet or blue-black hair and silvery gray or purple eyes. They are benevolent and wise unless angered in response to which the fury of a storm giant can affect the fate of thousands. Storm giants live in isolated refuges so far above the surface of the world or below the sea that they are beyond the reach of most other creatures. Some make their abodes in cloud-top castles so high that flying dragons appear as specks below. Others live atop mountain peaks that pierce the clouds. Some occupy palaces covered with algae and coral at the bottom of the ocean, or grim fortresses in undersea rifts. Storm giants recall the glory of ancient giant empires forged by the god Anam. They seek to restore what was lost when those empires fell. They don't compete for status in the ordinary, uh, but live out the centuries of their existence in contemplative seclusion, watching the starry heavens and the ocean's depths for signs, symbols, and omens of Anam's favor. Storm giants see the events of the world in a wide perspective. They can foretell the rise and fall of kings and empires, seeing the beginnings and ends of fortune and disaster, and find the patterns within seemingly unrelated events. By reading omens and prophesying, storm giants learn of of vast secrets previously unknown and troves of lore utterly forgotten. Kings will rise and fall, wars will be won and lost, and good and even will wrestle in conflict. Storm giants have watched these events in the manner of mortal gods over many lifetimes. 
and they know it is pointless to intervene. Even so, some giant might willingly disclose certain secrets to benevolent beings that visit its remote domain with specific purpose. Such creatures must speak and act respectfully, however, for a storm giant roused to anger is a force of utter destruction. Storm giants communicate infrequently with others of their kind. They do so usually to compare signs and omens or engage in a rare courtship. Gross. <laughs> storm giant parents stay together to raise a child to maturity, then return to the solitary isolation they cherish. Some humanoid cultures worship storm giants as they would worship lesser gods, creating myths and stories around the giant's exploits and vast knowledge. The storm giant is governed by the dictates of its conscience, however, and not by any cultures, laws, or codes of honor. As such, a storm giant that bends its mind toward greed or gains a taste for petty power can easily become a terrible threat. Wow. Okay. Mm. So it's a lonely life to be a storm giant. But they're at the top of the list. It doesn't sound like a great place to be. It sounds like they're at the bottom of the ocean. Um, how many brains? Oh, I guess we're getting that. Uh, there was a little text block. It's a little green text block uh, within the storm giant. It's called Giant Gods, which I'll just read real quick. When the giant's ancient empires fell, Anam, father of all giants, forsook his children and the world. He swore never to look upon either again until the giants had returned to their glory and reclaimed their birthright as rulers of the world. As a result, giants pray not to Anam, but to his divine children, along with a host of hero deities and godly villains that make up the giant's pantheon. Chief among these gods are the children of Anam, whose sons represent each type of giant. Stranamus for storm giants, Memnor for cloud giants, Scorus stone bones for stone giants, Thrym for frost giants, Surtur for fire giants, and Grolantor for hill giants. Not all giants automatically revere their kind's primary deity, however. Many good cloud giants refuse to worship the deceitful Memnor, and a storm giant dwelling in the icy mountains of the north might pay more homage to Tyrim than Stronmus. Other giants feel a stronger connection to Anam's daughters, who include Hyada, the Huntress and Homewarden, Alanis, goddess of love and peace, and Dine Kostra, an impetus and arrogant trickster. My kind of goddess. Mm. Um... Some giants abandon their own gods and fall prey to demon cults, <laughs> as as you do, um, paying homage to Baphomet or Koshchenchi. Okay. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, no, I don't know how to say this. Um, to worship them or any other non-giant deity is a great sin against the ordinary and almost certain to make a giant an outcast. Mm. So they're racist and... <laughs> And super religious. I don't know how to say it when you don't... Bigoted. Is that the word? Like when you don't want anybody else's religion but your own? Oh. Monotheistic? I don't know. Because they have a lot of... De- That's a good question. What do you call that? Because there's a lot of deities. But if you don't serve, like, love a giant deity, then you're, like, terrible. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> it's called sinning. <laughs> it's called a heathen or a heretic. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Now the stat block, which is on page 156, if you're reading along in your books. <laughs> Goddamn. Class is in session. I swear to God, I hope there is someone reading along with this while we have... <laughs> and they're like, they said that word wrong like six times. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's obviously literate. She didn't go to college and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anywho, um, Storm Giants, they're huge, obviously, um, and they are chaotic good. They have a scale male armor, uh, armor class of 16, 230 up to 340 hit points. That's a lot. <laughs> um, they have a speed of 50 and swims at 50. That is... <laughs> can you imagine, like, part of... We've always talked about doing, like, an ocean. Um, but can you imagine if you have a man overboard, falls into the ocean, and sees a fucking giant... Just swimming? Swimming? Like a goddamn whale? <laughs> like, you weren't supposed to see me. And then 50 feet. <laughs> just, like, hauling ass like, to a human's with an average swim speed of probably 15. Gosh, I just can't imagine... And no one believes him when he gets back on the no. boat. No one's going to believe you saw Yeah, you saw a mermaid, didn't you? Like, like no. It was a giant. No, giants are the water. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, dum, 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 dum. It has a strength of 29 with a plus 9, a text of 14 and a plus 2, con of 20 with a plus 5, intelligence of 16 and a plus 3, Wisdom of 18 and a plus 4, and also Charisma with 18 and a plus 4 as well. It has Saving Thrones of, thrones, throws of Strength with a plus 14, Con plus 10, Wisdom and Charisma at plus 9. Um, its skills are Arcana with plus 8, Athletics plus 14, History plus 8, Perception plus 9. It's resistant to cold damage, I would have thought lightning. Um, it's immune, like, okay, lightning and thunder. Senses, a uh, passive perception is 19. Speaks common and giant. It knows two languages. Ooh, there's only one other one that does cloud. Don't, look at that. You don't trust me? I did, I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One is the loneliest <laughs> number when you host a podcast with two people. <laughs> Like you're listening to me. I'm listening. CR of 13, it has 10,000 XP. If you take this guy down, you get all the levels. <laughs> you win. Um, it is amphibious. Holy shit. It can breathe air and water. It has an eight spell casting. Um, it uses charisma. The spells, I don't know why. Spell save DC of 17. Can cast the following spells without any material components. At will, it can do detect magic, feather fall, levitate, and light. Three times a day, it can do control weather and water breathing. I guess it is being nice to somebody else. <laughs> Welcome to my domain. What's that? Well, You're I, hungry? Maybe oh. that's what happens is the guy falls overboard, meets the giant, and the giant casts water breathing. Yeah, he's a nice giant. He's chaotic yeah. good. You're like, no one will believe you. Water breathing. <laughs> or like, that would be so dope. Like, he gets like put on an island or something by a giant. That'd be cool. It just holds its finger up and goes, shh, you're so stupid. You didn't see anything. <laughs> it just backs into the water. <laughs> um, nom, 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 nom. It has the multi-attack. It makes two great sword attacks. Um, the great sword has a plus 14 to hit, a reach of 10 feet, which I still don't agree with. Um, uh, for one target, it takes, which we, if you didn't watch the last episode, I said that watch because. Watch it, yep, or TV now. You know, you watch your screen. I know you do. Um, <laughs> Who the fuck watches a podcast? First of all, just let the joke lie there, okay? Anyway. 
I said that I said in the last one of the last episodes that I didn't like the ten feet with the weapon reach because it's a giant. I feel like it should reach further farther than that. But whatever. Especially if it's like um, twenty feet tall. Right. <laughs> You're that tall and you got a little bitty awkward and a little bit so Fight me. Fight me, bitch. <laughs> Um, it's almost 14 ahead, reach of 10 feet. On one target, it does uh, 30 up to 45 slashing damage. Um, and then, like them all, it has a rock. <laughs> Their rock was... It's very sea-based. It's like coral and a rock. It doesn't even have any algae on it. It has, like, coral on it. That's which... even sharper. It's a sharp rock. Yeah, it looks very pointy. Mm-hmm. Which you wouldn't think because it's underwater. But what do I know? I'm not a rockologist. <laughs> I wish everyone could see your face. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> it's a ranged weapon attack. Plus 14 to hit. Has the, the range of 60 to 240. On a single target, on a hit, it does 35 up to 56 ish damage. Um, it also has a lightning strike. Like a. <clears throat> kind of like a dragon recharges on a five or a six the giant hurls a magical lightning bolt at a point it can see within 500 feet of it each creature within 10 feet of that point must make a dc 17 deck saving throw um taking 54 up to 12 d8 fuck lightning damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one now i do wonder if this giant is living underwater and casts that same spell would you intensify it because it's going through water and going through salt water? Normally, if it's a, was it a deck save? Yes. If it's in water, it's disadvantage if you're wearing metal. Mm. So you would normally take the full amount of damage. Um, this goes into an, like a whole side topic that we won't get into, but um, at a very small part in the campaign we were doing, we were in a boat and we had to calculate boat damage. Remember? Boat damage. Like. There was something attacking the vessel. So I'm thinking, like, a giant, because you're not going to attack a single person underwater. Probably you're attacking a boat with yeah. a bunch of people in it. So you would have to think of that through the water on wood. It can't make a save because it's a boat. <laughs> and boats have so little hit points. If you don't know this, vehicles have, like... Boats can have some higher ones. It depends, <laughs> depends on... on so if you're looking for boat rules, Ghost of Salt has combat for ships. Mm-hmm. Small boats are fucked. Like little sh- little boats, ships, you got some damage you can take. And so in most cases, unless it's over a specific threshold, the damage doesn't even count. That's true. But I think but um, this one will probably 54 take. damage, it counted. Yeah. <laughs> this one's going to count. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this weapon for the Storm Giant is called Storm Giant's Dichotomy. Uh, a weapon can be any axe, club, hammer, mace, maul, or sword. It's legendary and requires attunement. This plus three weapon embodies the nature of a storm giant withdrawn and con- contemplative, but wantonly destructive when provoked. A creature attuned to the weapon can use the following properties. Spells. <laughs> this weapon has ten charges and regains 1d6 plus four charges at dawn each day. You can expend one move one or more of the staff's charges to cast the following spells, targeting yourself only with a save of 18, anti-life shell of three charges, globe of invulnerability, four charges, sanctuary, using one charge. Uh, the casting time for each spell is the same as on its description. 
uh, also has temp tempestuous wrath, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is that the right word? If you take damage from a creature within 60 feet of you that you can see and that you have not attacked in the last 24 hours, gosh, you can use your reaction to channel a storm giant's earth shaking wrath. Make a ranged attack roll with this weapon, treating it as having the throne property with the range of 45 to 90 feet. Fuck. You have advantage on this attack. On a hit, you deal the weapon's normal damage plus 2d6 lightning damage and 2d6 thunder damage. Wow. Uh, the weapon reappears in your hand after the attack is resolved. For the next minute, you have advantage on all attacks against the triggering creature and its allies, and you deal an additional 2d8 thunder damage when you hit with a melee weapon attack. <clears throat> You can repeat the initial range attack as bonus action on each of your turns. Your wrath in the above effects end early if the triggering creature and its allies are all either unconscious, dead, or more than 100 feet away from you. Once you have used this ability, you cannot use it again for 1d4 plus 3 days. Damn. That's a very powerful attack, which is why this weapon's legendary. It's... Wow. But up to seven, a whole week before you can exhort, exert your wrath on someone else. A minimum of... Four days, maximum seven. Yeah. Imagine, um, yeah. Oh, jeez. Now, think of it as, like, one, something attacks you within 60 feet that you have not provoked in the last 24 hours. So that's any time something attacks you that you've not seen before. 45 to 90 is farther than, like, a normal hammer throw that you get so, and dagger throw. So it goes very far. And it does a normal weapon damage. Let's say you put this on a longsword. A longsword does 2d6. So you could do a total of 6d6 damage in a single round. And then it comes back to you. And now you're doing 2d8 thunder damage every time you hit. And as a bonus action, you can throw the weapon again. So let's say... You're whipping ass. You're kicking so much ass. So let's say it's a 2d6 longsword. As long as you are making your attack roll... Forget about it. You get advantage for a whole minute. You're making your attack roll. I mean, we've both seen me roll sometimes. That's true. It's real sad. <laughs> I make, guys, I make what I want to be really cool characters, and they just turn out to be terrible. Anyway. She just rolled bad. They're still great characters. So, okay, long sword. You have advantage on all your attacks. Let's say you have extra attacks. You get three attacks per round, all dealing a shit ton of damage. That's so much. So, like Jamie's bowels, she's going to talk about sewer plague. <laughs> My ass. Which is another disease carrying on from our previous two episodes it's related to diseases. It's from your gas. It's like gas from your ass. First of all, don't correct me. Okay, so we've been talking about diseases uh, as kind of our DM tips. Uh, and we're going to talk about sewer plague today. Uh, it's in the Dungeon Master's Guide, or Roll20, if you do not have a book. Um, sewer plague is a generic term for a broad category of illnesses that incubate in sewers. Uh, refuse heaps and stagnant swamps, and which are sometimes transmitted by creatures that dwell in those areas, such as rats and... Odeons. There you go. <laughs> when a humanoid creature is bitten by a creature that carries a disease, or when it comes into contact with filth or... Awful contaminated by the disease. Awful? Just waste. 
uh, Wizard of the Coast likes to put in like the nice... I know, they make me Google fucking words. And I'm not mad. I like learning new words. But I'm just like, I have never seen this. And then Dungeons and Dragons and all things? Come on. Um, How dare you make me read? <laughs> the creature must succeed on a DC 11 con save or become infected. It takes 1d4 days for sewer plague symptoms to manifest in an infected creature. I like that because not all diseases uh, onset quickly. Symptoms include fatigue and cramps. The infected creature suffers one level of exhaustion and it regains only half the number no, normal number of hit points from spending a hit diet and no hit points from finishing a long rest. Ow! You're going to die. You are going to die real quick. A commoner be dead real quick. <laughs> and that's, probably, that's, that's one of the things that you have to remember when you are using a disease. Commoners and your adventurers do not have the same stats. <laughs> nope. Commoners will be gone in a day. Commoners have five HP. Commoners will be gone in a day. You can, and, and especially using this, you can have them start dying quick. Like yeah. you think it's normal, and oh, we don't know. You you have to really build on the, everything else around it, not just the disease. Um, at the end of each long rest, an infected creature must make a DC eleven con save. On a fail save, the character regain. Blah, blah, blah. On a failed save, the character gains one more level of exhaustion. On a successful save, the character's exhaustion level decreases by one. If a successful saving throw reduces the infected creature level of exhaustion below zero, you recover from the disease. So, that's nice. That one seems pretty easy to get away from. But if you have shit constitution... <laughs> hmm. See, this is something that I've always wanted to do. Not given because of the current situation, but mainly because there's a lot of characters that get like pure body type situations where they can't be affected by poisons or disease. Yeah. And so I was like, oh man, disease. And I never use disease. And I think it's a good story plot. And you're just like, oh wow, the monk seems to be uh, and really unaffected by this or blah, 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 blah. And so I think that's a good thing. I think you have to be careful because as exhaustion gets worse and worse, I think sixth level exhaustion is just death. I think so, too. So, technically, a maximum of 10 days to kill a character. And that's assuming you just continuously fail. Yeah. Um, but, and here's the thing, which is really cool, is you can just continuously go up and down uh, yeah. on your exhaustion levels, which is going to suck. Until you <laughs> hit below zero or yeah. one. You'll, if, if you're kind of succeeding and then not succeeding, you'll ride those levels of exhaustion, which just honestly sounds freaking terrible as a player. Mm -hmm. Sounds annoying. I hate when my character has to deal with something like that because you have to remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I get disadvantage on everything. Or, oh, yeah, I don't get my HP back, HP back after I take a long rest. Yeah. And half as much if I get hit die. Mm. So that means that every morning you're waking up and using your hit die. Because yeah. you did not get hit points back mm -hmm. the next day. Yep. That sucks. Mm -hmm. That sucks so much. Oh gosh. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, that's all for this episode. That's the end of all the giants in the monster manual. We're gonna continue with giants <laughs> no, from Volo's no, Guides no. to Monsters. <laughs> um, the monster manual has—they've had those six giants for like ever, um, and they're mostly like brute strength and weapons and stuff. Volo's Guide—I think we when we read them, we decided they go in more of a magical aspect they, they are more casters and powerful they have higher crs in most cases so they're gifted ones favored by their gods by except for that one god that don't like and the other ones that you have to pray to or else you're not a good but. yeah fuck you anyway 
Thanks for uh, listening. <laughs> if you're interested in finding us on social media, you can find us at Sweet Tea and D&D, all one word, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah. If you're interested in checking out our website, which will have additional content links to the information that we're providing, including a link to these magic items from the Ordinance of Ordining, uh, you can check those out at simple, nope, at sweet tea and dmd.simplecast.com. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye.